The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From the Philadelphia Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs, a former University of Alabama standout, what's known as the Mighty Mouse, number 29, Mark McMillan! And also we have Mr. B.N.E., the man in the middle. From the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Byron Evans. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up, we some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you a reason to put in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving, if you sports and Phoenix. We're bringing the cutting edge. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you everybody for tuning in to Hard Hitting Radio on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm the host of the show, Mark McMillan. My man B and E couldn't be here today. He's out there at the school, getting the school right over there at uh, ASU prep. He's a new athletic director over there, so I got my man, long time Cleveland Brown, Philadelphia Eagles in the house, my man Ray Ellis. I appreciate you being on with me. Yeah, man, go ahead. You can say it, man. It look like Byron sitting over here big as I am. I know you're going to say that. Go I wasn't going to say anything because uh, I know last time y'all said I was gaining some weight. So, I, you know. Yeah, you still look uh, like you've been eating good, No, man. no, no, no. I, the last, the last you... week, the last week I've been on my fitness challenge. So okay, okay. I've been, I've been, you know, I got but you got off of it for a minute. I got off for, for a minute. Yeah, I can't. Come on. I, I like the chips and salsa and you know, the beans you, and rice. I can't help. I didn't get out here, man. I'm part Mexican now, man, because I'm, <laughs> I'm eating all that good Mexican stuff, man. So we just call you Julio. We just Ooh, call you uh, yeah. Julio Ellis. Yeah. Julio Ray. <laughs> so I appreciate everybody out there listening. I know I got a lot of people out there on Twitter and Facebook. Appreciate all the support. Uh, everybody know I get a little little mild during the first beginning of the show, and then the second half when we get talking about the NFL. I know everybody wants to talk about uh, the past, the Broncos, and all that. But first off, I want to give my boys from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, all the props in the world. My man Nick Saban, roll tide, roll tide, the 2011 national champion. So big ups, big ups, big ups. I'm gonna yeah. give it up, man. I'm gonna give it up, man. Yeah, because y'all, 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 y'all did it hard. big. Y'all did it, hey man. You did it big. He was know? hardcore on me. Yeah, you know, you, you're right. You know, and and people now all of a sudden they they want to change. They want now they want a playoff or something, man. Before they was happy with the way it was, you know, and now they calling for a playoff. But you're right, man. Nick, uh, they Nick, can have they can have playoffs. Super Bowl. It don't matter that the defense that we had with the game plan that Nick had. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a defense that focused, and we've both been on some some great defensive teams. But to see some young kids uh, yeah, yeah. for college, you're right. That prepar- that that was. I don't think that was a college preparation. I mean, Nick took it to the NFL yeah. type <laughs> preparation level, you know, and just shut them down. I mean, you don't even let people get past. Yeah. They got Come past on. the fifty one, one time. time. One you time, know, you know, and that's embarrassing because first him. of all, I, I'm a, I'm not even gonna say Les didn't have his boys prepared. I'm gonna say his boys just wasn't prepared, you know, because after a while, man, it becomes something personal. You know, we can't get past the fifty yard line. It was supposed to be some fights on the sideline, Mac. So, Come on, well, man. You know, maybe maybe there was uh you know on Bourbon Street too much drinking too many margaritas. It, it, it really was kind of too the, many go go dancers. It ain't you know. like they haven't been there. You know, LSU used to the big stage. You know, and it, you've already beat these, but you knew. Nick Saban was going to come back, and you knew the ball players was going to come back. They were going to be ready. 
to me, I I just don't know where the LSU team that beat that won the first game. I don't know where that team was at. I. I I, I don't know. Wasn't there. They were still in Tuscaloosa. They must have been. Yeah, they were still in Tuscaloosa. But, uh, you know, Nick had those guys hungry. Uh, now we can eat. Gumbo for life. Another year, the title is back in Alabama. Uh, it was borrowed for the year down at the other school. But you just imagine, and a lot of people don't really realize this, the national championship has been in Alabama for the last three years. That's pretty big. Yeah, I, I would say that. I That's mean, pretty big for college football. You, you got a couple... Well, a few nice universities down there with, with good folk programs. No doubt about it. Good, Very good football program. I would like to say great. When you have 14 well, national titles, well, I, two well, in the last three years, that's that's some greatness right there. I know it's hard, you know, Ohio State. If it were a pro team, we'd be talking legacy. If it's a conference, you know, I don't know. We may be talking legacy here. You know, it may be say, hey, man, you got to look at this and say that legacy, dynasty, all those words that go along to – you know, adjectives you can use to describe this. They, they've built a legacy that I don't think is, it'll, it, it probably won't happen again. It's not going to happen again. That it's, the same conference is going to win for the last, what you guys had, three years in a row? But the SEC period has been, what, it's like six years in a row. Since the, since the BCS championship has been involved. Yeah, Nick's the first person to win three of them since they started. Nick's so got three of them. He got three. Trophies. He got three of the, three of the six? <laughs> So obviously he's a great coach. Uh, he does, uh, you know, people say he's tough to work for, but if you look at all his assistant coaches, they all get head jobs. Now let me ask you something, Nick. Nick Nick's a great coach, right? Uh, based upon his legacy, he's got it right there. He's, his legacy is ingrained. Three national championships since the start of the BCX championship series. Uh, is Nick moving to the next level? No, he already tried that. Okay, he already, he already tried it, and it didn't work. Mm, he's a why? college guy. Why? Well, I, I, from my personal experience, as far as going from college to the pros, the, the mentality, uh, when you throw a guy a couple million dollars, all of a sudden the coach comes in, you might be making more than that coach. Guys are really not respecting those guys. When you're in college, you're hungry because you're trying lot, to get but, to the but, next level. But let's, let's, let's check this out now, Mac. College coaches, the next level is pro. The players, the next level is pro. Now, why is it that a player can go from college football and succeed in the pros, but some coaches can't go from college to pros and be successful. What is it about that type of coach? What is it about the college campus and that environment and atmosphere that, you know, kind of diff, you know, you can see there's a difference between that player and what that player is willing to, how that player is willing to be coached as opposed to when he moves to the next level, he's not willing to accept that type of coaching? I, I would say uh, it just comes with maturity. Like I said, when you on go the players' part, on the players' part, oh yeah, uh, okay. on the players' part, because you know we we see it every day on the on the youth level, uh, from the high school level, uh, you know, guys thinking they're already in the pros, yeah. you know, they they've already made it, but you know, you get that guy that that people respect at the college level, uh, and, and he can get it done. You take uh, Coach Stallings, who I had a chance to play for at Alabama, uh, oh, yeah. did a oh, good yeah. job at, with the Cardinals. Obviously, him and Bidwell didn't really hit it off because he wasn't that kind of guy. He was that old throwback uh, coach that said, I'm going to do it my way or or get me out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, we all see a guy rest his soul in, in Oakland. Look at that mess over there. Yeah. You know, Al Davis has been shipping out coaches like, uh, you know, like Diamond Joe's been sh- shipping out dancers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Diamond Joe's? Yeah, that was back in Kansas City. All my Kansas City people know. <laughs> Diamond Joe's, we used to freak at that. Woo. But I don't go there anymore. Woo. So, <laughs> yeah, Diamond Joe's should go hard to pay. Yeah. But back to the, uh, but yeah, it's just a mature level uh, of, of the young man. Uh, accepting the responsibility. Uh, you get a chance to see these men at 17, 18 years old as to if you're a head coach, you're going into a veteran locker room and guys are looking at you like, 
you know, who are you? You know, I've been to two or three Pro Bowls. Uh, you know, I'm the man. How are you going to sit in? I'm not going to listen to no college coach. So I, I understand that uh, you look at Urban Myers, who's a great hire, I fear, figure, for uh, Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Um, Ohio came guy. back home. Came yeah, back home. Ohio guy. Uh, is going to get some great talent there. No doubt about that. He's a good coach. Um, when you're at Ohio State, it's really not that hard to recruit because you are Ohio State. Um, well, you know, what's interesting about Ohio State is a little bit different than some other places. Even though we have a national reputation, the state is smaller than Texas, you know, so we don't have as many of those high school players that are coming out. But we also don't have the competition like down in, in, in Alabama. There's three universities down there. You know, the universities that, that steals from us, people go to Michigan, right. you know, so we lose a lot of players to Michigan. Uh, we may lose them to maybe Pitt or something like that, but 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 really our, our competition in terms of our talent, being able to secure our talent, we've got to look to those guys up north and we've got to put a, a stronghold on our borders and stop them from, from going up north. But we look forward to Urban coming back. Uh, Urban did say something, and I was a little bit surprised. He, he said something during his broadcast one time when him... And, uh, and, and Spillman, Chris Spillman was on a broadcast together and, and he talked about, uh, I, I don't, well, I'm going to say elite mm-hmm. SEC, you know, that it was an elite conference. Now you find yourself in a conference of which you said that the conference you just came from was superior to that conference of which you're involved in now. I'd be willing to see, I'd be interested to see how long he'll stay of that opinion that the SEC is superior to the Big Ten Conference when indeed he'll be coaching in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, he'll have to change that subject up real on the first day he addresses team. Yeah, he's going to have to, you know, <laughs> because you can't, you know how that is, you can't go in feeling that somebody else is superior to you right. and you're going to play a game. And, and really, you know, there's a couple times that SEC and Big Ten teams are on each other's schedules, but the majority of times we see each other in bowl games. And, 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 and they don't case, do go. And Big Ten don't do good against SEC and bowl games. You know, it's, you know, it's, they it, don't do good it's, it's just something that, again, it's something that uh, it comes bowl time. Sometimes people show up for the dance and other times people don't. You know, some kids may be focused on something other than the bowl itself. And, you know, college football, when you start talking about a bowl game, if you got a coach that for some reason is not a strong disciplinarian, you do kind of get away from it because there's a little bit of time when you get to go home. You know, and visit your family, your parents, and your friends. Might get in some trouble. Might get a little distracted. May not work out every day like you should. You know, I I don't know what some of the issues are as it relates to some coaches having their players better prepared than other coaches. And the Big Ten has to get that resolved because we're not showing up like we should in bowl games. And we go to bowl games all the time. Michigan, Michigan, uh, you know, what that coach did in the first year uh, from Rich Rodriguez dragging that program down into the ground and being able to uh, show up in the bowl game. You, if you look at all the Big Ten games, uh, Michigan kind of, you know, kind of took the took the took the heat for everybody. They kind of put everybody on their back. Wisconsin, uh, they just ran out of gas against Oregon. You know, it was a, was a good team. Uh, knew it was going to be a shootout. It was kind of surprising that uh, Wisconsin stayed around so long. So, uh, hats off to Wisconsin. Uh, you know, and that and that program as well. Uh, they they have you know the running back one of the top running backs coming back. Uh, and to all the young guys, uh, what do you think there. about that, Matt? Come on, now you you're in a position now. You've been out the league. We, we look back. A lot of times, what we try to do is we try to talk to the young fellas, try to share our experience for them, tell them a couple things they may want to do right, they might want to consider. If you got a young man who's you know pretty a good solid kid, probably got his education, certainly in a position to finish his education, has an opportunity to come out. You see running backs going down every day now. You think if the young man had a chance to come out, he should have come out, or you think he should stay? Um, that's that's a, 
That's a tough question. You know, I, obviously, uh, I didn't have that talent enough to come out as my junior year, but um, I'm sure it's a good decision as far as the young man might want to go back and get his education. It might have been something that uh, his mom or his dad or his grandparents, he promised him that he would finish his degree. Yes. Uh, so, so I can see that. You take uh, Barclay. And we're not, against, we're not against education. That's right. not what we're saying. We're just saying, I'm just looking at the risk factor in terms of injuries. It can happen anywhere. It, it, it can happen uh, walking down the street. He can get drafted and, you know, slip in the tub. Uh, you take Matt Barkley, who's uh, clearly going to be one of the top picks next year in the draft. You take Andrew Luck, who clearly benefited, uh, you know, from another year of college football as far as the uh, quarterback position. You well, take Mark Sanchez, who is, they need to ship up out of New York, <laughs> who they told everybody that he wasn't ready. Pete Carroll told everybody he's not ready for the league. Well, wait, okay, even though Pete Carroll said he wasn't ready, the man was in what? Playoffs the first two years of his career. Yeah, but he was he was he had a great defense. He wasn't doing anything. He so he's good, playing he some T-ball ball. He's sp- now we're gonna get on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay, the second half of the subject. Hey. That's the second half of the okay, second. I'm sorry, but when you excited. threw it out that he wasn't that good, I, I can't compare him defense. to T-ball. I can't even compare him to T-ball because he don't T-ball's have the ma- better than him. As far as winning, yes, he's a winner. Who, Tebow is? Tebow's a well, winner. Well, the Jets won enough games just like Tebow. Tebow at the end didn't win nah, a lot of games, but they, they won enough early to get into the playoffs. So that's what the Jets did. They won enough games to get into the playoffs the previous year. They years. need to get Mark out of there. There's no Mojo Namath. Uh, Broadway Joe ain't coming back. Ooh. Mark's got to sit down. They need to get a quarterback. Uh, then you got uh, my man McElroy, who's like the four-string quarterback, coming out talking about the players behind their back. I, I, I don't really agree with that. You need to man up if you're going to talk about your, talk about your well, players. He, no, no, he, he manned up. He 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 manned up. He he, but he, he don't play. Up. Right, exactly. He don't play. He stepped up. He, so he really shouldn't even be talking. Yeah, that's like a that's kicker. Right. That's yeah. like a kicker or a punter. Oh, man. You know, it's like, man, just punt the ball. Yeah, and plus, you know. It just make sure you plus don't Plus he punt. wear a yellow jersey in practice, too. So, you know. You, I don't even think he's in practice. No, man. No. So, so, but you're right about that. But he did. He owned up to his words. He said that they were selfish ball players. never been in a locker room like that ever in his life. Never been around players like that. It was other people who threw out these anonymous things and said things about their teammates mm-hmm. in, in the locker room that, you know, didn't want to put their name on. That's, you know? uh, you got to go look at the head man. That's Ryan. He commit, he, he created this whole snowball beast effect by talking about other players, talking about other coaches, boasting on how good his team is, talking trash about other people. Make a prediction, Super Bowl prediction uh, this predictions. Predictions. Uh, come on. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, you see him on commercials doing Weight Watchers. Uh, he's losing weight. He's talking about his wife. They're talking about her feet. They're talking about a whole other Man, stuff. Now, now, you know that was off limits. Just like just like they said, if they were saying, meaning they, the teammates up there, were saying that Mark Sanchez needed to be reeled in and they somebody, they just let him go. Somebody should, when, when, he, when Rex threw out there about his wife's feet and all that, somebody says, hey, that's enough. This is the National Football League, you know, not National Foot League. So we don't want to hear about your wife's feet. Ain't no more of that. And everybody know, that. all the ladies out there, all the females know, I'll be on Facebook when I'm traveling, <laughs> on Twitter. I'm, I, I, I actually have to give out a couple of gift cards to ladies with crusty feet. Oh, man. So that's the last thing I want to hear about is, is uh, you know, Rex Ryan's woman's feet. Man. And I can just imagine, I'm not even going to, she's not even, she's off limits, so I won't even talk about her. But that's if that, you're a female out there. Eddie you Murphy got, movie, wasn't it? Was that Eddie Murphy movie where he looked at the toes? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we all back in the day, you know, you pull up the sheets if the girl's oh. got some bunions on her toes. <laughs> 
You look at your you, you, you leave you, a gift card next to the bed and you go home. Yeah, right? yeah. To uh, Lee Ming Su, you leave it to Lee Ming Su uh, Nail Salon. So you, yeah, uh, don't pass go. Just go and get your toes hooked uh, up. So if you're out man. there, if you're listening, call in. I'll give somebody a free manicure pedicure. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. If you're listening, I'll get uh, I go to one of the little spas because I do get my hands and feet hooked up. Oh, who, who we got? What we got, Dre? All right, put him in. We got my man Dre. Andre. You guys are funny, man. What's going on? That's my man, Andre Reed. Uh, long time. Uh, great for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, future Hall of Famer. Uh, congratulations on your nominee, man, to everybody out there in Buffalo that's watching or listening to the show. Uh, definitely appreciate you having on, having you on, man. And uh, I had a chance to uh, break bread with Dre a couple weeks ago in Vegas. Crazy, funny dude, man. Down to earth. Uh, uh, I, I, we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of uh, some of the stuff I still don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll leave that for uh, for other other times. Though. Yeah, we'll we'll say that for uh, for another yeah. for another uh, show. Yeah, you guys are you guys are funny, man. I, I was listening to you for about four or five minutes. Y'all talking about the SEC and stuff. I, hey, I gotta say, man, I'm I'm a big college football fan. I love watching college football, especially around uh, you know championship time where. The conference championships and bowls and all that kind of stuff. It, it's hands down. I, I have to say the SEC is probably the best conference in college football because not only of what they've done in the past six years of winning championships, but uh, it's this goes all the way back to you know way before the SEC was even a powerhouse. Uh, I mean, you, and you're talking about T-Bone when he's with Florida and and Peyton Manning when he's with Tennessee. I mean, they're that's, that's just a, a good football conference, man. Nothing against the other ones, but the SEC really has a, a leg up on a lot of the other conferences. And they, they'll continue to keep, uh, you know, retooling. As long as they have the coaches down there that can do it, they'll keep doing that. Now, I know we, we talk a lot about college football, but uh, I know you're a little modest about everything. You're, little, you're definitely humble. One of the guys uh, I actually grew up watching because I know you're older than me. But definitely respected your game uh, 100%. Uh, I knew every time that we had to play the uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, I had to bring my A game. You had uh, Eric Mose on the other side. He was a young guy who uh, you tutored into uh, to be a good, a good receiver in the league. But uh, what you were able to accomplish uh, as an NFL receiver, uh, I put your numbers up against anybody. Uh, there's not a DB in the world that I talk to when I bring up your name that has anything bad to say about you besides uh, he was a tough cover. Because, you know, Jerry gets all the credit. Um, you know, a lot of other, you know, uh, even Sterling Sharp don't get the credit that he's due. Um, so I, I exactly. Just, I, yeah. there's, I, there's a lot of guys, Mark. You know, I mean, you look at the Hall of Fame uh, players that are in the Hall of Fame, and all the way from Jerry down to, you know, Steve Largent and the guys that I used to watch when I was, you know, in high school and college, and the Lynn Swans and Stallworths and all those guys. And these guys are just technicians of the game. Number one, number two, they love the game, and I think a lot of that is is really, even with the kids nowadays. Uh, their attitudes are, are a lot different than they were when I played and when we played because of, of a lot of different things, a lot of outside things. I mean, uh, and, and it, it all starts from the top. It starts from the from the owner all the way down to the guy that cleans up at the end of the day. And, and I think when you come in the locker room, and you know this, in an NFL locker room, you put that helmet on and you go out to practice, you're representing not only that organization, but you're representing yourself. And I think if, if more guys took pride in that kind of thing, the, the league would be a lot better. It would be. And I've talked to Roger Goodell about a lot of different issues that the league has been going through as far as different players and, and things uh, that have been happening. And 
I, I have to say he totally agrees, and and I really like what he's been doing uh, with players and, and disciplining and things of that nature. Uh, some of the, some of the new rule changes I don't agree with, but you know that's how the league is. They're trying to protect guys a little bit more. Uh, you know, watching some of the games and some of the hits these guys are taking. The big hits, but I used to get hit like that every Sunday, and there was no flags. <laughs> nobody, nobody threw a flag on me. You know, threw a flag and got a 15-yard unsportsmanlike. But sometimes, you know, that's just that's just how the league is now. And and uh, you know, again, I commend Roger for for doing a lot of that stuff. But you know, it's a different kid. You know that it's a different kid. It's a different way of the league is is now. And. And that's just the way it is, I guess. Hey, Andre, Rayel is here, man. Listen, I want to congratulate you also um, on that seat. I think one day that bus is going to be in Canton, Ohio, man. That's my hometown. I look forward to when that happens for you, man. Hopefully it will happen this year. But- I appreciate it, man. It's, it, I'm close. You know, I'm, I'm at the door right now knocking. I, I, I think i got to get my dog to start bark, barking a little bit, too. <laughs> so. uh, but you know what? I'm blessed, man. I, I played with some of the greatest players that ever played the game. And I had a Hall of Fame quarterback and running back and coach and defensive end and, and owner. I mean, I can't, I, I wouldn't trade that for the world, man. And I played with those great players and we had some great, great guys during all those years. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just elated just to even be nominated. When you're, when you're picked to be one of the best to ever play, even be mentioned in that kind of, uh, in that kind of sentence with, with only 267 guys out of 20,000 that have played in the league since 1920, to even be mentioned like that is an accomplishment and, and you know, not only what I did individually, it's just a lot of the things that I that I cherish the most are, are our team, uh, our team goals, and what we did. Yeah, you know, of, not only that too. Goals. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. not only that too, Andre, man. But you, you you didn't come up necessarily easy way. Mark and I were talking about these big schools, but yeah. you you came up through Cootstown, am I correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cootstown. They still say it that way. But, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, they say it that way. It, it's funny because the first time I heard it on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think it was Frank Gifford said it wrong, and somebody had to like tell him, "Yo, man, that's not how you say it." <laughs> well, you know, we I, we spent time like twenty five years in, in Philly, so you know that's how we say it yeah, there. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a big I was a big Philly fan. I, you know, in Allentown, I grew up in Allentown. I was a big Steelers fan uh, when I grew up. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, it, it you know, coming from a small school, it, it's just a different. At that time, in in the mid eighties, was was a lot different than it is now. I mean, you guys know you look at NFL rosters. There's there's a lot of small school guys that are pro bowlers, guys that have been to pro bowls, multiple pro bowls, and uh, and that's only a credit to the guys before them, um, and and those schools, all the big schools coming to see some of these guys, uh, or I mean, some of the small, you know, the scouts going to see the small school guys. Uh, there's a lot of good football in this in this country, and a lot of a lot of good football, Division two, II, Division three, and uh, they find them wherever they're at. You know, they're diamonds in the rough, but they find them, and those guys. Are real passionate about football, just like the guys that go to the bigger schools. Yeah, and, 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 you, ahead, and you look at, uh, you know, like I said, I go against, had to go against some of the best receivers, uh, you know, to ever play the game, and all, all the receivers that I can name off the top of my head came from small schools. Um, there's not too many guys that went to, you know, the, the big time schools. Is that who, what's that in the background? Is that you with the radio on? That ain't me in the background. Man, I don't know. They're talking about somebody 16 and pregnant. Here. 16 hey, and pregnant. Sunny Southern California. It's 72 degrees here. I'm in my backyard, man. It's nice. Oh, okay. I'm like, somebody with a little radio feed in there talking about 16 and pregnant. I was like, hey, hold on now. They're trying to get my man caught up. <laughs> I heard you. Yeah, but uh, some, some of the best receivers, uh, you take Jerry, uh, you take Sharp, uh, you take Randy Moss, uh, Chris, you know, obviously Chris Carter going to Ohio State. 
But uh, most of the top receivers around the league uh, that's in the Hall of Fame came from small-town schools. How was it for you uh, getting drafted uh, to, to the Bills, knowing um, you know you come from that small-town environment? What was your mentality or your mindset going into camp? Yeah, you know, it was. You know what it was, Mark. It was just a chance. It was an opportunity, and uh, life is about opportunities. You guys know that. It, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be anything. If you have an opportunity and it's positive, you better take advantage of that opportunity because it won't come around as much as you want it to. Right. And and I was, you know, fortunate enough to have uh, my college coach was really uh, pushing me uh, to the scouts and was really gung ho about me getting a shot to play in the NFL. Uh, and in '85, I was projected. Uh, when the scouts started coming to see me, I was projected to go in like the eighth round uh, in 1985. Then I had a couple scouts come watch me during the year, and then I did some tests and did this and did that. So by the time the draft started coming around in April, is when they had and they had 12 rounds at that time. They don't they didn't have seven rounds, so there was there was 12 rounds of of players that they were picking. Right. So by the time by the time the draft came around, I was projected between anywhere between the second and fourth round. So I was, uh, you know, I did a lot of work. I was really raw at the time. I just was fast. I really wasn't a good route runner. And, you know, just the big question was coming from a small school, can you compete against the guys with the, the bigger schools? Can you compete on this level? Can you compete in a stadium filled with 80,000? Can you compete? You know, that was just the big question with me was, was I able to, uh, you know, step up to the plate and, instead of hitting a single, I was able to, you know, leg out a triple every now and again. <laughs> no, and, and, and I did. And I, I got the opportunity, and I, that was my dream. I mean, as a kid, uh, your dream, you got dreams and goals. And I tell kids that all the time. And, Mark, you're around kids all the time, you know, with, with the things you're doing with the kids, with the football, uh, the games and all that, the game you just had. I mean, you talk about their skills, but 95.95% of it is their character. And right. how they go about doing things. That's what's going to get them over the top. The right. football will come when it does. But if they get the good, if they got good character and they're kind of a mediocre player, you know what? That character will take them above, way above than what they think they could go. And they'll be above more of the guys that, that, are, that are better than them. And, and, and that's, what, that's what you want to see. And me and Ray, really what, yeah. That makes you feel good. And me and Ray kind of talked about that as far as a young man going to the pros, coaches going to the pros. Right. Uh, and that's what we look for in, in our camps. Uh, we look for character kids because yep. we can go out and find a, a, a lot of kids that can run fast, jump high, and hit hard. But uh, we're looking for that kid that's no, sir, yes, sir, that's going to listen, uh, that you know is yep. going to uh, run that route at 10. If you ask him to go at 10, he's going to go at 10. He's not going to do it. Yep. He's not going to go out and, and say, I want to do it at 9 because I want to do it at 9 yep. or I want to do it at 11. And you got your quarterback sitting there getting his, his back broke. But uh, exactly. you know, it's all about it's all about discipline. Obviously, uh, you play with one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game as well as Jim Kelly, uh, yep. Thurman Thomas, uh, Bruce Smith, uh, my man Carnius Bennett from Alabama. That's an uh, Alabama boy. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. High. yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Tally, uh, you know, my man Chris yeah. Hale. So I can name off a lot of guys that you guys had on your team. And uh, do you still get asked a question? I know everybody said, "Man, the Buffalo Bills went to the Super Bowl umpteen times and never won." What was the feeling right. like? You figure like. After the third one, it's like, and you right. lose that one. Like, what is the feeling? Right. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's so hard to even get there. I mean, you start training camp, you, you start working out, and, and whenever you start working out to get ready for July. You know, I used to take a month off every year, and then I'd be right back at it. 
I mean, maybe that's why I played as long as I did. And I was lucky, but I was lucky too. But you make your own luck. But I think, you know, all of us just had the mentality that, uh, okay, we lost, but that's part of winning. Right. Losing, losing is part of winning. In life, losing is a part of winning. I tell my kids that. You're not going to win every time. You want to win every time, but it's how you go about doing it and how you come back. And that's, that's, that's really what we did. I think, uh, yes, if we would have won one or even two of those four, we'd be in the same, in the same breath with the, the Packers right. and, and the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Steelers. But you know what? It, it wasn't meant to be that way. But people right now look at us like that a little bit because we went to four straight because it'll never happen again. And they want to know, you know, I've done some talks with different companies and just doing motivational talks because they want to know, how did you go to four and lose every year but keep coming back to get back there? <laughs> right. how, do you, how do you do that? How do you go about doing that? How do right. you get yourself up? What is the mentality, like you said? How, what is the motivation? That's just what, you know, that's, that's a funny part about it. And that's the positive that I get from that is, yes, we went four times. Yes, we lost. But there's an underlying effect of why and what, what, it's, what it's all about. And I think kids, when they ask me that, yeah, you lost four or what have you, okay. I said, well, what were you doing during those four games that you were, you were watching? You were watching me. Right, right. You were, watching. <laughs> you were wishing you were there or, wow, if I could have been there or that would be so great to be there. That's, that's the little things that, that, that people don't realize is, yeah, we got there four times, but I was on the stage four times, something that a lot of people will never, ever see. I never got a chance to get on it. <laughs> yeah, in your career, you had a great career. But you, let's say it, how to be, just to get to a playoff game, there's guys in the league right now that play 10 years, haven't touched a playoff. And yeah, I tell you, haven't touched it. Yeah, you look at Tony Gonzalez, look at his career, he's never even yeah, had a playoff Tony win. Tony Gonzalez will go down to more catches than any tight end ever. Tony yep. Gonzalez can't get to he can't get to a championship game. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend Andre told me this one time. He said, "Listen, the next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing." Because some people never get to play the game. Exactly, never get to play the game. So people admire me and admire Cornelius and Daryl and Jim and Thurman and Bruce, all the guys that I play with. They admire us for that, not because we lost, and not because you know that was you know Buffalo fans. When every time every time I go back to Buffalo, man, they wish they had those years again. They right. wish, right? They do, and and I'm the people all around the country that are Bills fans that I talk to, and that's the that's the, the best gratification I can get is that they wish that those years were back, and they appreciate what you did. Because every year I was sitting there on the couch, I was like, damn, I wish I could be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I went back, I was like, damn, yeah. I wish I could be in the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate. Even, you know, even as long as you get the chance to do it, that's when you, when you step forward and you put your best effort is when you get a chance. When you get a chance at anything. You know, there's a lot of kids that get chances that don't put their best effort forward. And then they sit around and wait and see what happens and go, oh, man, if I, if I could have. Could in this world right now is, no, is not good enough. You know that could is could is not good enough. Right. You need to do. Right. You got to be a doer. That's why. That's why my man Phil Knight came up with that slogan: "Just do it." Just do it, man. Because <laughs> hey, if you don't do it, there's somebody right behind you that'll slip right in there and do it for you. Yep. And you're like, man, how did he get in there? And you start thinking about, yeah, I was slacking that day. I yep. didn't want to get off the couch. You, you I didn't want to work we out. We talked about that when we were in Vegas, man, because we were just reminiscing about games and about times and all that kind of stuff. And you know, as players, that's you know, that's how we talk, man. As players, we talk that way. 
Andre, listen, looking back on the career, man, what, what do you look at as probably one moment? It, you know, the song, the championship game, when the college players are playing that, that championship, one shining moment. In your mind, what, what was your one shining moment that you cherish the most, if there was any? Well, there's, let's see, there's about 16 years of moments, but uh, <laughs> I would have to say, you know, Ray, you know, everybody talked about the comeback game in, in 1993. I mean, what are you guys, about four years old back then? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I was. You guys might have been high school. No, come on, talk 90, to 93, 93? 93. Man. Uh, 93, I was, uh, I think that was my first, no, that was my second year in the league. Man, 93, I was, I was raising my kids. <laughs> I retired in 89, so I'm exactly. good. Exactly, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, back then, man, it was, uh, it was just, that was the game because it just really defined what our team was about all those years. It, it just really defined us because when you're down 35-3 to three, uh, in the third quarter with 10 minutes left to, game, left to go in the game, you come out in the second quarter and you have the ball and you can make something happen and you throw a pick or a ball bounces off a player, they pick it off, they go, they go to distance. It's 35-3 to three with like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. So you got a quarter and a half left, more than that. You're at home playing. Just trying to set the scenario for you. You're at home playing in front of your home crowd. <laughs> right? You're in front of your home crowd. That's right. You had just came in the halftime. You were down 24 to 3 or 20, 28 to 3. You were down. You could hear a pin drop in there on the carpet. So you drop a pin on the carpet, you can hear that pin hit the floor. That's how quiet it was in there. Now, you come out and you and, and again they score. So you're thirty five to three now. Everybody starts leaving in the state and you're like, Oh man, what's that mentality like? Do you either do you fold up or do you just say, Okay, let's make something of this and and try to save face that are in front of our fans? And it just was like a snowball effect, man. It was like all the planets aligned and that was probably the greatest game that I've ever been a part of. Because I caught three three touchdowns in a minute and a half too. So anyway, <laughs> that was some quick touchdowns. I like bam, yeah, bam, bam. Touchdowns. Yeah. So I would have to say, Ray, that that game. If you're looking at games, that one. I mean, I can tell you about moments, my own individual moments. But as a team, that game will go down in history. As, as if not, and people have already voted it. It's maybe the greatest playoff game next to the uh, the '58 game against the Colts and the Giants and. There's been a couple good playoff games the past, you know, ten years. But uh, even with San Diego, and Miami, when when Winslow was getting carried off, y'all remember that game? Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, that'll go down as one of those games, man. So, you know, individually, I think if you ask Thurman and Bruce and Jim about any game, they would have to say that one too. Yeah, and I know I've been on the other side of one of those kind of games. You know, those great moments in history that you oh, never yeah. forget. Oh, I, yeah. I was over there on the drive, and me, Hanford, and I wasn't going to say and, that. And I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, we, no we were trying to do our thing, man. And it's just, <laughs> exactly. but, but again, at home too. That, that's, that was that was a great game too. That's exactly <laughs> that right. But it's 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 one of those things you'll always remember, and you feel good about just just being a part of it. But I mean, you guys were down, and I don't think anybody in the world. And I'm glad you brought that up because I I just remember I was a Warren Moon fan, even though I was playing i was a warren moon fan and i just didn't think that was gonna happen <laughs> i just didn't think there was anywhere in the world buffalo was gonna win the game I and, I, and, and i'd be hey, curious because today you should have been in that stadium that wind was swirling <laughs> in, in some kind of way boy 
It was like some demons or something going on. <laughs> up in there. It was destined for you guys to win that game, and that you know nowadays there are teams where you play. I always I'm in the body language, and I always say this about I say this about Mark Sanchez. It's something about him when when something doesn't go his way, you can read his body language, and it's, it's just not there. He's you know, and right. so my my question is, you know, when you came to the sideline each time, I was there some fire in some fellas' eyes? Was there some was Bruce out there cussing somebody out? <laughs> let me I mean, tell you, man. Let me tell you. You hit the you hit the nail right on the head. We had guys that that some of these things, some of these guys doing with the dances and all that kind of stuff, and 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 really promoting themselves and doing all that because that's that's really what football is about right now. A lot of guys are pr- promoting themselves. They, they they thinking about dances and doing that thing and all that kind of stuff. Man, Bruce and them guys would have that. They would be like, "Hey, Marv, uh, we need to get him out of here." Mm. They would not go for that, man. They'd be like, "Okay." You want to dance? There's the front door. Dance your way out of here. Hey, Dre, we got a, we got a special caller on hold. You probably remember our homegirl from Vegas. We got Jenny. Jenny, you out there? I'm here. Hey, what's Jenny, going on? Hi, what's up, boys? Jenny <laughs> <laughs> what's up, girl? When are we playing golf again? We got to get that together, man. We were That was a good day. It was a little cold, but it was fun. A little cold. Oh, my God. That was such an amazing day. And this is such a great day right now. We're just missing Eddie. The dream team is complete. Uh, no, well, you know what? That'd be a little bit. Of, that'd be a little bit of tension going on right now because I think Mark would have the upper hand because Bama won. Yeah, Eddie still ain't called me. Eddie still ain't called me. A little bit. <laughs> He's a little uh, salty. He's, he got a little salt in his gumbo right now. Eddie, I'm waiting. Yeah, Eddie Kennison. Hey, believe me, when we were playing, I wanted to bring up some stuff so many times. I was like, yeah, I better not say anything. <laughs> it was too cold, man. It was too cold. Well, I you can't have no right to talk right now. That was awful. I can't believe it. Not even one point on the board. I'm like, oh man! I was like, I don't even need to watch my TiVo, Mark. He's but like, nah. The, uh, but the he one thing, salty, uh, man, he, I don't want to call him right now. He's like, man, I don't even want to talk about that right now. Yeah, so uh, I know we we all down. Uh, big big part, uh, big ups to uh, James Mark for having us down there for his uh, for lupus. Uh, for a lot yeah. of people that don't oh, understand yeah. that, uh, yeah. make sure you Absolutely. Google that because I was educated on, on it from from Eddie. I really didn't know the logistics of it. I really didn't know that it affected the African American women as more. Uh, so there are so many things that people can uh, you, know, you cannot identify yourself with. So if you get an opportunity out there, look up lupus, uh, and, and you can get a lot of information. So uh, Eddie, if you're out there listening, man, big ups to you and your wife. Uh, still exactly. supporting yeah, you. Big up to you, Eddie, man. If you're if you're listening and. Well, he's a he was a good receiver, man. Good receiver and good guy, man. And you're right, man. I didn't know too much about that uh, disease either until we were there, and it, it affects, like you said, African uh, African American women, and it affects a lot of people. I mean, it's like anything else, man. And it was a it was a great tournament to be a part of, and and to raise some awareness for that. So that was that was fun. I'm looking forward for for next year. I know a lot of people were hating on us because we had the baddest. We got the baddest female in our group, though. Jenny was rocking it. She was rocking, she was rocking the plaid skirt with the high socks. Uh, I love you, Freddie. You were amazing. Every I, I know. I, I know. Every time I hear Jenny Summers, I think of like uh, what was that? Forty Eight Hours. What was that movie with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> uh, um, what was the movie with Eddie Murphy? And her name was Jenny Summers. It was a uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jenny Summers, they say Jenny Summers. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think of her. Yeah, so I definitely, uh, Jenny, where are you back in Florida now? Oh, man, I love you, boys. Seriously, though, before we get going on that, like, you guys, it was such an honor to play with you, and you were so motivating and positive and patient with me, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. So, oh, that was so, that's so nice. Oh, hey, there's so times that we, we don't redo all that, believe me. 
Oh, for yeah, sure. We definitely gonna do all that. Andre, I got you. Uh, I talked to our uh, our operations manager over at Junior Rank, so definitely got you on schedule, man, to help us out to be coaching some of the young men uh, on the West Coast. I know they'll definitely benefit. Uh, from from learning from you because not only you know were you a great great receiver as far as your character as well I definitely appreciate that and, and you know when I look for guys to uh, to work with us uh, that's what we're looking for good character guys and uh, I, I'm sure uh, once the kids know that you'll be coaching them I'm sure they'll be getting excited as well so I have to get my DBs ready because I know you're gonna have your wideouts uh, ready to go <laughs> oh you know yeah man hey one on one every day man that was the best <laughs> part of practice. <laughs> So I definitely appreciate everybody sure. calling in. Dre, uh, I'll, I'll I appreciate hit you. man. Hey, thanks for having me. And, Jenny, good to talk to you. Uh, hey, Dre, give everybody a uh, – Good to talk to you, hon. Get everybody your information about uh, your barbecue sauce, about your, your your charity, your website, everybody, so everybody can go on and find out more about what you got going on. Right, yeah. Well, my uh, the Andre Reed Charitable Foundation, I just started about a year and a half ago. And uh, I have my own golf tournament. Uh, we got about 30, 40 guys that come to it. And you – you're coming this year. I know that. You and Ray Ellis, all you guys need to come this year. Too. Absolutely. Where's it going to be at? Where's it going to be at? Where's it going to be at? It's going to be in, uh, in in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where Lehigh University is. Okay. That's around my hometown. It's it's in July, like July 16th. Uh, I think it's July 16th, but I'll get back to you definitely for sure when the uh, when the dates are. It's a nice little weekend, man. We do a lot of good stuff. Had a lot have a lot of fun and raise some money for my foundation. And uh, if anybody wants to go and, and donate to my foundation, uh, they can get charity. I got charity bands out. Uh, my barbecue sauce, which has been going strong for about a year now. Mark, you had that barbecue sauce. I, I'm That's on the good. barbecue sauce. I'm on the sauce, dog. I'm on the I'm sauce. I'm upset I haven't got mine yet. <laughs> me too. Uh, I got it for you. Just, hey, you got to send, send me an address so I can send it to you. I'm going to barbecue sauce. <laughs> and uh, definitely. And uh, you can go to W. People can go to www.andreareedotm, which stands for overthemiddle.com. And they can check out my website, see what I'm doing uh, with charity, see where I'm at, events I'm going to be at. Um, I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll be at the Post Awards next week up in L.A. Uh, for the NFLPA. I'll uh, be at the Super Bowl doing things. Uh, be got, got some big things going on. If I get get that call from Canton this year, I'll be I'll be really rolling. Oh man, it's going down. It's going yep. down, man. I got to come support my man. I got to support my man. I got to go down there and rock with you. It's man. my hometown, man. I'm gonna be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But nice talking to you guys, man. Thanks for having me on. It's it's a chill show, man. I really like it. Anytime you guys want want me on there, we can talk some more after these games this week if you want. Oh, you already anybody know. Anybody want my predictions, I can give it to them. Give them to us now. Give it to us right now. Yeah, Come yeah, on, go. Dre. Give me who you got. Who you got, Broncos, Pats? No, I actually, let me tell you, the best game of the week, of the weekend, is going to be uh, the Saints and, and 49ers. That would be the best game. Who do you got? Who do you got winning that because one? I got the Saints winning that in a close one. Ooh. On the road? Cause, cause, yeah, on the road. Because, you know, 49ers defense is number one. But I just don't think they're going to be able to slow Drew down, man. I think they'll slow him down. But they got the X factor in that game. That's that little kid, Sproles. Sproles, yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> That's a, that dude's a beast, man. Five foot eight, five foot six, and a beast. <laughs> so I got, and then I got, I think the Tebow run is going is to end, man. I think, I think his magic is going to end in, in New England this week. Uh, I think they're going to keep it. It's not going to be close as it was uh, when they played them here in De- and played them in Denver. But I think you know New England is going to win that game. Um, you know, big ups to Tebow, though, man. You got to got to admit for all the dudes' deficiencies, man. The dudes, are, like you said earlier, the dudes are winner. Right. And those players coming to that huddle, and they look, they're looking at a winner, which gives gives anybody a chance. Right, I agree. And uh, actually, Houston, Baltimore, that could be a good one too. 
but I, I'm going to take you know the home team there, the Ravens. They've, they've had some rest, and uh, Ray Lewis is not going to let uh, oh Arian Foster come up there and run up on them. So I'm going to take uh, Houston, and then the Giants and the Packers. If Eli Manning is playing the way he is right now, the Giants can upset the Packers there, but I, I just don't see it. I see uh, the Packers winning that, and I see the Packers in the, uh, let's see, who else? Who do I say? Packers and the Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl. Wow, that's a, good, that's a good little prediction right there. Yeah, and even, you know, I was, in, I was in Green Bay for the opening game this year, and they opened up with New Orleans, and they kind of went back and forth all game. I said, this is going to be the NFC Championship this year. And, and it, I think it'll be the NFC Championship. And it's, it's boiling down to that. So I definitely boiling appreciate down to it. Yep. I definitely appreciate every uh, uh, Dre calling in, Jenny. I appreciate you calling in. I know you're probably in sunny Florida right now, getting a tan, <laughs> hanging out on the beach with a pina colada or something, while we sitting over in Arizona <laughs> looking at some cactuses. <laughs> I need to get y'all out here. I miss you, boys. Uh, you already know That's I'm coming out there. Seat. We have our camp out there next month, so I'll be seeing you uh, next month. Fantastic. All right, Dre, I appreciate you calling in, right, buddy. All right, Jenny. Jenny, holler at me. I, I would love to come out there, too, if y'all going to be in Miami. Shoot, I'm, I'm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, All right, let's make it happen, guys. All I'm right. so glad we could link up today and chat for a minute. All right, appreciate you guys okay. calling in. All right, there you go. Thanks. Bye. That's my man, Andre Rise, Andre Reed. Rise is the same thing. They both should be in the hall. Yeah, you're right. But Dre, Dre ain't going to get in because yeah, you know, he got well, his house burned down. Yeah, well, we know how that is, man. But yeah, you know what? It's interesting that, that, that Andre called in because I was just making a point last week. For some reason or another, I don't know why everybody doesn't feel the fact that, listen, wide receivers are taking the game over. I, I think this is a wide receiver game now. It might have used to be the running back in order to win. You got to have a run. But nowadays... You know, I told somebody, somebody asked me about who's the face of, of, of the Cardinals organization, and I said, uh, of course, it's Larry Fitzgerald. That's the problem. That's what they said. That's right. the problem. But in my opinion today, Mark, if you ain't got a wide receiver who balling, you in trouble. Yeah, you in trouble. Because, I mean, anytime you play the game, one thing about Tim Tebow, they, they, you know, he talked about he didn't have any wide receivers and, and Drecker or Ducker or Drucker or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, was his number one receiver. Now he hurt. He's not going to be playing. Right. Other young fellas stepped up, but the bottom line is, if you behind, you don't run to get ahead. You got to pass the ball. Yeah, yeah. So the quicker you can get to the end zone, the better you gonna be. And I just think, man, just just check it out. Yeah, what, I think the wide receiver is gonna take. It's the game is made for them nowadays. There's a lot of there's a lot of things in life that you when you behind, you can do big things. But oh, being yeah. in the football game is not one of them. So I want to give a, a shout out, a little Twitter shout out to my. To my one of my Twitter followers, Daphne, who uh, went to the University of Alabama. Then we got one from uh, from Canada, who's out there listening. Uh, Tammy, her name, her her Twitter name, Tango Mango. Tango Mango. Tango Mango 68. Ooh. Not 69. Tango <laughs> oh, Mango man. 68. Come on back in here. I need, I, I need Byron to come on back <laughs> in here. You know what, you ain't allowed hey, to say no hey, Tango oh. Mango 69 when Byron... <laughs> Come on back, man, in the middle. One thing about my show, everybody know, I didn't name it Hard Hitting Radio for man. nothing. I, you know, I kind of like, I get a little mild man. in the beginning. Tango Mango. And then at the end, see, I got a little ring to it. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure when she tweets me back, it's going to be like off the chain. So uh, I'm just waiting for that tweet to come through. But everybody that's on Twitter, I appreciate you guys' uh, support. Uh, Vanessa out there who's also, also uh, listening, huge supporter of autism. Everybody know my involvement with that. Uh, we'll be doing a couple events coming soon with my co-host Corinne Lewis uh, and Caddy Goff. Uh, we'll be doing an event in California that'll be raising money and awareness for uh, for autism as well. Uh, also got an invite to Wichita, Kansas. 
So if you're out there in Kansas City or Missouri, I'll be out there April 14th. I'll be speaking uh, at a function, at a banquet for autism as well. So everybody know my involvement like that. Uh, I do go crazy on Twitter. I tweet a lot. Everybody's like, what are you doing? You're always on Twitter. But uh, the more awareness that I can give out, uh, if I'm talking about uh, AIDS, cancer, uh, autism, uh, that's what I'm all about. Of course, I do, you know, crack a couple of jokes on there as well. But I have some amazing followers. So everybody that's out there, follow them. If you're not, uh, you can get on board. Mark McMillan 29. That's my Twitter handle. I'm also on Facebook as well. I'm a little milder on Facebook because I got some kids on there. But uh, uh, big ups to everybody at Junior Rank Sports. Uh, CEO Sean Barry will be uh, committed for another year uh, with the U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, had a great showing uh, with our All-American game. My man, Glenn DeVoe, talked to him earlier as well. Appreciate all the support. My man's working hard. Uh, we're excited for this upcoming season. Yeah, by the way, who who were the standouts in the game? The, the guys that really stood out to you? I would say, I would say uh, it was a lot of guys that kind of stood out, but the MVP was Jadon Mickens, a kid out of Dorsey High School, uh, who's a great player. Reminds me of that little slash Reggie Bush. And I do want to throw out there, now we had three games. Now, me and Byron was coaching the uh, the youth guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we coached the east side. So, you know, we're both West Coast guys. So we had a little chip on our shoulder. So we made sure that we got our kids real good and ready. Two east uh, two west squads, they both lost the games. The only guys to win was the, was the east, and me and Byron was coaching. Wow. I'm not going to say it was the coaching, but we won the game. How many of the guys going to Alabama? The, no, we're coaching uh, six and seven. Oh, you the young. Oh, yeah, we have the young pups. Still, how many going to Alabama? See, well, well, you know, we can't really recruit, but of course, I was wearing my Alabama gear every time I got a chance. But we did have a young man, uh, Big Lake, uh, that played in the game. Who's going to Alabama? Big defensive tackle, Byron. Swear he was like thirty-five years old because mm. the dude was—he's he, he just a grown-looking man. Mm. But we're excited about having. Him. I was taking pictures of him, and I was saying "Roll Tide" everywhere, and I don't really think he gets it. Because every time I, you know, you see somebody from Alabama, it's like religion. We just say roll tide. He didn't get it. He, I don't think he really gathered it's that. It's kind of like go Bucks. See, he get he, he would have got that. You should have said go Bucks. No, he wouldn't have got. He that. going to Ohio State. You know that. right? No, he's going to Alabama. I wanted to see if you was just gonna man up because I already knew about the kid, but you didn't. No, he's no, he's a man. <laughs> he manned up. He, he's definitely a man. So we're excited about our camps. Uh, go on to our website at juniorrank.com. Uh, check out some of the camp dates that will be coming to a city near you. It's a great program that we got going on, teamed up with the U.S. Marines. We don't just talk football, people. We talk about education, character, uh, responsibility, discipline as well. Uh, we encourage the kids that uh, do we do select for All-American games that have a 3.0 grade point average. Mm. So we're not just taking these kids because you can run fast and jump high. Uh, we want those kids that can get it done in and out of the classroom as well, good guys, good role models in their community. Uh, good guys uh, in and outside their schools that's willing to give back. And it amplified that uh, with our game that was on CBS Sports. So we had a good showing. We're looking for another big year with our camps coming up. So I- I'm-, I'm excited, man. I'm getting ready to start hitting the road again. That's why I got to lose this weight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to lose it now because when we on the road every weekend in a different hotel, different city, man. Can't have no fat coaches. Man, we eating that. Bad uh, example for the kids. Uh, the-, the-, the favorite place that we go is uh, uh, the Golden Corral. Oh, Golden Corral. And that's a buffet. So it's like, man, they got chicken and greens and macaroni. Well, oh, I'm a, that ain't the place I'm thinking about. No, that Golden Corral would go hard. What? They got some soul food? Man, they go hard in the paint. Wow. Boy, they got some chicken in there that makes you think your father cooked it. <laughs> so that baked chicken as well. Everybody probably out there hungry. But I'm on my little fitness diet, so I'll be going back home. Uh, probably eating some salmon and, and a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> but listen, I, I can't let you, you're on that fitness challenge, but I can't let you get out of here. Now, Andre talked about his picks. Now, I, I need to know 
who Mac is picking. I'm picking uh like he said you uh, you got the Broncos cuz I know we got 6 minutes till we end. You got the Broncos going to Foxborough. Uh great game that was in Denver, had the momentum. Uh but I like like uh Dre said, I think the run ends uh for the Broncos. I'm not going to just say Tebow cuz it's a team effort. And a lot of people give him a lot of credit uh just like he's the only one out there playing. You got you give I give them a lot of credit to their offensive line because they gave this guy gaping holes to run through. Uh, plenty of time to throw the ball, even though he couldn't hit a barn. But the passes he did complete, I don't know what Ike Taylor was doing. Uh, exactly. He, he, he did apologize on Twitter. He had his worst game at the worst time. But as a defensive end, corner, when you that, that's bad. That's some exposure. But uh, I, I'm picking uh, Tom Brady, man. The offense and what he's got going on. Uh, maybe maybe we get an Ocho Cinco sighting. What about the move of bring it? Well, yeah, Ocho going to show up now. But yeah, he's going to be on the sideline yeah. with his tattoos no, and, you know, show, and his shirt he, off. He, he got to show up big time now. He really does have to show up. What about the whole thing about Josh McDaniels? Does that have any impact in it at all? I don't think it has any any impact on it. Like I said, uh, when you got Belichick and uh, and Brady on the same accord, uh, of course they're going to give up some yards. Everybody know that New England doesn't have a great defense. They're going to give up some yards, maybe a couple of big plays. But uh, you got outscored, Tom Brady. Yeah. Do you think Tom's taking this personal? I mean, I mean, we don't even talk about Tom Brady anymore. Exactly. We, we talk about, about Tim Tebow. Yeah, you talk about Peyton Manning more. You talk about Tom Brady. So is Tom upset about this? Tom is very upset. You I, can I see. Think, yeah. And you've seen it in the Bronco game. He, when he, he showed some emotion. Touchdown, yeah, yeah. He threw, yeah. He and, threw the ball down. Yeah. And if I was, you know, if it wasn't rated uh, PG, a uh, yeah. uh, rated G or rated G, whatever, he probably flipped some people the bird. Yeah. I, I, I think that Tom and I think he has justification in being upset. I mean, he's not the type of person to step up and say, hey, wait a second, where's the, where are the cameras, where are the lights, where are the action? Right. I'm Tom Brady. He's not that kind of person. He does let his performance speak for him. And, and like you said, the emotion, you know, hey, th- when the coach came to the sideline, act like he wanted to get in Tom's face. I mean, Tom was ready to go. Yeah, he, he, he might have sat down. <laughs> he was going, you know, he's going to hit him, man. He didn't have to stand up to hit him where he's going to hit him, man. Him in the coconuts. But that's right. Don't, don't walk up on me like that. Are you trying to walk up on me? He, oh, that's no TV? I, yeah. You know, he was supposed to stop the guy from intercepting the ball, bottom line. And I cussed him out. So what you got to say? That's, that's the kind of quarterback I like. You know, but I, I just don't think that Tim Tebow can go into New England. First of all, Tom ain't going to go for that. He, he's not going to go for that no. coming up in his house and getting that game. So, okay, so let's go to 49ers and the Saints. 49ers and the Saints. Everybody know um, I have a history with the 49ers and a history with the Saints. But I, I, I kind of like the uh, the Saints, man. The uh, What they have, as far as Drew Brees, I can't go against. Cool Brees. Yeah, I can't cool go against Breeze. this guy, a total team player. Uh, he talked, you know, Dre talked about Sproles. He talked about the, uh, the offensive power that they do have. Uh, special teams, their defense has stepped up. Uh, the 49ers don't have that, that, that wow factor as far as uh, a receiver that's going to threaten them. Uh, obviously they have Gore who can run the ball very well. But I, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking the Saints. But you don't like 15 wide receiver for the uh, 49ers? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, no, no. The uh, other the young brother. Crabtree? Yeah, you don't like Mike? You don't like Crabtree? Crabtree need to go to the Bay. He need to just go on over there to uh, what, what they call that. I don't even know what they call Ooh. Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. I'm not a big Crabtree fan. I okay. wasn't when he came out with the little prima donna and all that stuff. Right. So I've never really got on his okay. bandwagon anyway. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints. I got to go with the Saints. I, like, I got my boy Malcolm Jenkins. We're going to keep it Ohio State, you know, and, but, but again, Drew Brees. I just can't bet against Drew Brees. Right. That, that's, smart money is not betting against Drew Brees. Right. And and I don't care what the environment is. You know, if you're indoors, outdoors, you're playing football, right? Okay, I got Drew Brees. So I'm going to bet on Drew Brees. So um, I'm with you. 
I'm, I'm with you. I, you know, 49ers, I, I just don't think they can get it done. So we got Green Bay uh, and the Giants. Obviously, I can okay. never root for the Giants. Well, I, I know we, I know we can't root for the I Giants. Can't do that, so I can't but do that. I mean, but really, you know, some people saying the best game is going to be the Saints and the 49ers. But I'm, I'm looking at. I really want to see the Giants and Green Bay. I really do. You know, because I, I just. I, Eli got that little thing where he's the little brother and he always got beat up on. Yeah. But he tough. He's like the Oki. Yeah, Oki but, from but, but, but he got some kind of little quirk to him, whereas he, he really don't take no mess, yeah, he, really. Like I say, if you look at him, he wins. Yeah, you got to be. He the Tim Tebow, but, you know, yeah, for wins. him, you got to knock him down, knock him out. Eli, just he just keep coming back. He's tough. I mean, that play, you know, you're talking about great plays. In the Super Bowl, pulling right. on him, doing everything right. he was doing, still got the ball off, touchdown. I mean, not touchdown, but first down. Right. Keep the game going, extend the game. So, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Giants. Okay. I know we ain't supposed to go with the Giants. And but we got the Ravens. I, but I'm, I'm going uh, with the, the Giants. The Ravens and, and Texans. I think Houston's a great program, what they got going on there. Mm. Uh, big ups to them for winning their first playoff game. Kubiak doing Andre a good the job Andre the Giant, he can't make it happen. No, he can't make it happen because, like oh. I said, I can never go against uh, – I, I, well, I can't call him that on the air, but I can never go against Ray Lewis <laughs> <laughs> and T-Sizzle. They call him T-Sizzle, you know, T-Sizzle. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a T-Sizzle Don't forget Ray. You got Ray Rice. Ray Ray running that ball, too. Yeah, Ray Ray yeah. running that ball. And uh, hold on, they said Quan Bolton might not play, so that will be, be, be a big boost, a big blow to those guys. But I just don't see uh, Houston going into cold weather. The stage is too big for them, really, man. I really do believe. You know, this is the first time they made it to the playoffs, you know. They play in the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Ray know he on his last leg going down, man. He want to go out right. And like you said, T-Sizzle. Suggy just going to be ready to play, man. So we got a little second, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, We won't be – I, yeah, we'll be back on next week. I'll be back at the studio. I ain't on the road for another couple of weeks. What? But uh, we got uh, Martin Luther King Day uh, that's, that's coming up. We got the uh, schools out on Monday. Big up to everybody that's going to be celebrating. Everybody go out. If you got the parade, go out and get the parade. Make sure you, uh, if it wasn't for him. Hey, Dr. You, King, Arizona finally celebrating Dr. King. Yeah, I'm going to get on that next week about what they really did to us in Alabama when we came down here Ooh. with our MLK wristbands on. Ooh. They said it was going to but I'm gonna wait till next week to tell y'all about that. Wow. But we're gonna we're gonna shed a lot of light on that and uh you know celebrate Dr. King. So if you're out there, have a good weekend. Don't drink and drive. If you see me out in the club, buy me a cranberry juice. You know, holla at your boy. <laughs> Appreciate everybody supporting. Listen to Hard Hitting Radio. I'm your host, Mark McMillan, with my man filling in today, Ray Ellis. Roll tide. You already know how we do it. We get down in Babel, baby. Somebody send me some Dreamland ribs. I'm hungry. Road tide. Road. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. That's another show. Thanks again for joining Mark McMillan and Byron Evans for Hard Hitting Radio. Come back and we'll do it again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up. We some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you a reason to do them every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving. Hit his push and finish. Bringing the cutting edge of the award season. Biggest alarm. Show them how it's done. We're on. Voice America Sports.com.